Welcome back. You're listening to Cafecito con Magali and Glenda podcast. Hey, friends. <laughs> hey, good morning, sunshine. Good morning. Buenos dias. How are you? How are the dogs? They're better. MJ went on her second, no, sorry, her first post-op. So she's doing good. Um, we felt like, she, personally, we felt like she was declining. So we, um, she stopped eating again. She was drinking a lot of water. So we were really concerned. Um, she was throwing up again as well. So we took her to the vet. Well, she needed her, she needed to go anyway. So they could check out her scars, her battle scars. And um, he said that she was fine. She wasn't dehydrated. She wasn't hungry. Um, her vitals were good. She didn't have a fever, so she was good. And then he was like, did you guys change her food? And we did because she, we just assumed she didn't like her old food, so we went and bought her better food. Um, and I guess apparently the vet said that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the food so quickly it has to be like 75%, 50%, 25%, and then switch the whole thing. So, oops, are bad. <laughs> oh my god, there's a lot going on right now. Um, well, I'm glad that MJ's doing better. That's some good news. Yeah, um, the world is still really crazy. Um, you know, they had the outcome for Brianna Taylor, they um, only acquitted one officer and uh, no charges for the other two officers. So that night or that evening, it's all these protests that broke out. So when I was watching the news, I was like, what the fuck? It's just devastating and upsetting to see that. Like, it's almost like tiring. Like, when is this going to stop? Like, when is this going to end? Like, when is something actually going to happen? So a lot of people are freaking outraged as they have been, you know? One is- yeah. As we should all be, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just freaking. It's not fair. The system is fucked up. So. Yeah, it's just like a a really like sad and ugly time in the country. Just like the mm-hmm. pandemic, Black Lives Matter, like this whole thing that's happening with Breonna Taylor, our fucking president. It's just a, all this bad stuff. So I just hope that it drives people to vote. And, you know, we had the episode before and talked about the importance of it. Um, and we recently learned about the propositions with Amanda. So I think, uh, I think you mentioned this too, Glenda, like you're prepared and doing more research than you never than you ever have because it's so important to us there's so much at stake yeah we actually last week had a zoom meeting with about i'm I'm gonna say like 10 people and we all had um assigned propositions and we all talked about yeah it It wasn't biased at all it was just more straight out information so we could make our our decision on what's best for us individually so that was good that was informative it was actually pretty fun um and i've never done that before but i feel like i voting is so important because there's so much at stake you know For, for me it's important because we have to vote trump out we really do 
and I think all around we should be informed and up to date with what's happening. And I try my best. Like I've never really been into reading up on politics or current news. Like I I ask all the time, so I'm always like bugging Freddie, like, hey, uh, what's happening? What's this? I ask him to like dumb it down for me. But I'm like, hey, whatever I have to do to learn. And then I never, you know, I never know all the propositions. So this is like the actually first time that I'm going to get to know what each proposition is. So when I go vote, I'm actually going to know. It's going to be really cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually not going to the polls. I'm going to mail in my vote. Me too. Yeah, just just because I don't trust whatever is going on. <laughs> I don't trust the post office either. This is like some shady stuff going on in the mail. And I'm like, how am I going to make sure this my my ballot counts yeah it's crazy and then um donald trump is saying that it might not be a a peaceful transfer like if he loses the presidency he might not give it up that's stupid okay (laughs) and then all the republicans were like since 19 somebody or since 17 something we've always had a peaceful transition of presidency this is not going to happen now like all the republicans are trying to like defend or not defend but kind of like you know sugarcoat what he said like that's not going to happen like trying to cover his his uh tracks but i mean it's like a little kid throwing a tantrum like i don't want to go it's so crazy to think that that man is president of a country (laughs) yeah it's just it's just unbelievable really we're living through unbelievable times and i'm pretty sure it's like that you know throughout the world and what we're seeing and personally i think everybody is just having a shitty time um I have had so many clients pass away. Really? Yeah. And then it's not just COVID. It's just things like, you know, medical conditions. It's not COVID. So it's just like all these families are coming. And obviously we ask, hey, how's your family doing? How's everybody doing? And when we say that, they're like, oh, um, my mom passed away. Or, oh, the client passed away. Our, our, our like main client passed away and stuff like that. Um, most sometimes they're sick sometimes it's covid i'm just i just feel like everybody's having a really hard time like what is happening yeah well i'm glad this year's almost over and i'm really eager to to find out what's going to be the outcome and hopefully we will have a new president so (sighs) well we're going to continue um our series of episodes dedicated to Hispanic Heritage Month. And for this episode, we're going to highlight another country other than Mexico and El Salvador. How exciting! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so my first pick is Nicaragua. Um, I didn't know much about this country, um, but then I found out that from Freddie's family, from his mother's side, is Nicaragüense. So I have been learning a lot about that country. So Nicaragua is the biggest country in Central America and it borders Honduras and Costa Rica. Nicaragua has lakes, volcanoes, and beaches. So they call themselves Nica or Nicoyas, Nicaragüenses. Um, Nicoya is probably not as common. It's like for older people. That must be what they call each other. 
Um, so before I talk about all the wonderful things about Nicaragua, I do want to mention that it is a hard time for them as well, as it is for us. They're going through some tough, some tough times. It's currently not a good time to go visit, even though I feel like it would be a beautiful place to travel to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just going to start with like the most exciting thing that I shared with you was the volcano boarding. <laughs> so they have active volcanoes that you can volcano board. So you pretty much can surf an active volcano and uh, you go with the tour guide and a group of people and they put you, it looks like a, like a hazmat suit, kind of like the whole full on yellow suit. So I think it's maybe for the heat or the gases. I don't uh, know. I mean, people are doing, how you go swimming? no, you don't go swimming. It's a volcano. So you're on the slopes of the volcano uh-huh. and you're on a board. So you're just uh, volcano boarding. So you're like sliding down. <laughs> I literally thought like <laughs> you were on a surfboard, like swimming oh. near the volcano, obviously not in the lava, but yeah. near the volcano. No, think of like snowboarding, but instead of doing it on a slope of snow, you're doing on a on a active volcano slope. Mm. Yeah, and but you're wearing a full suit, like a full, uh, like a plastic yellow suit. What it looks like, yeah. and I think they're wearing a, like a shield on their face. I can't remember, but I watched like somebody's travel video on YouTube, and mm-hmm. they filmed it. They blogged it, and. Um, They went with the tour guide and it's like a bunch of people, they show up in the truck and then they just jump out. They're all wearing that whole jumpsuit and um, they're boarding on a, what looks like a surf, not a surfboard, sorry, like like a snowboard. So it's like a wood thing that you like sit on or lay on and Mm -hmm. then you just go down. It looks so freaking dope. I think if, if I was to go travel there, which I'm pretty sure I will in the future, that's something that I want to. I want to check off. Like, yeah, I, um, I surfed an active volcano. <laughs> um, and then another place, to go to, another place to go to there is San Juan del Sur. That's a very beautiful uh, city that's along the coast. Um, there's a lot of tourists there. Uh, tourist. I always say tourist. There's a lot of tourists there, so there's not a lot of locals, um, but it's very beautiful for day drinking or just hanging out at the beach surfing, fishing. Um, and I kind of took it further <laughs> and I went on Instagram and I wanted to see like people that um, posted a picture or like use that location, San Juan del Sur. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, I saw a lot of pictures of people like partying and it seemed like a lot of people, like a lot of foreigners. Um, I think I saw some pictures of like these people from England and people from Australia, like just foreigners traveling. <laughs> They're like, hashtag Central America, hashtag Nicaragua, <laughs> <laughs> into San Juan del Sur. So I was like, oh, this seems like a beautiful party town. It's, I, it looks really, really nice. So um, I'm like, yes, definitely going to go there. And then they also have Lake Nicaragua. And that place is also good for fishing, but they have freshwater sharks. So maybe not for swimming. And so there is freshwater sharks in different places of the world, but not that many. Um, So what it is that I believe like the ocean and that lake, I think they, they either merge or touch or something, but Mm -hmm. the sharks have adapted to the freshwater and they're actually in the shallow parts. Isn't that scary? 
Yeah, I wonder if they're little sharks. They're probably little sharks, huh? Um, because it's a lake. They're not big sharks. Um, I looked at a picture. Yeah, they're not like twenty feet, sh- twenty feet sharks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but they look like they were not small. <laughs> they look like a medium-sized shark. I mean, a shark is a shark. They look like they were my size. I'm four feet tall. Probably a little bit bigger. <laughs> That's so big. And they also have a city called Granada, and that has more of a uh, Spanish colonial landmarks and architecture. So I feel like they have a little bit of everything. Um, and lastly, they have um, a forest. You can go hiking and you can just go and hang out in the forest. It's called Miraflor. And so there's like a little community of farms there. So you can like hike, get lost in the forest, and then like hang out in these community co-op farms and mm-hmm. like use their hammocks and stuff. And um, the volcano, they call it, they like the description of it said it was like cloudy and thick. So I'm guessing because of all like the jungle and all the vegetation that it gets like really cloudy in there. I don't know that I've ever been to a jungle. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think like Puerto Rico is the closest thing to it, but I didn't even go to Yunque, um, the forest that they have in Puerto Rico, because we went right like during a storm or a storm had just skipped or something. So they closed it down so we didn't get to go. But I'm like, I need to experience a jungle ASAP. I know El Salvador has a jungle or is a jungle. So mm-hmm. like you probably know and can relate to more than what I'm talking about than than I can. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh seems like a really cool country to go to. Um, I think after researching it and you know, just learning about it, I'm like, I wonder if other people ever think of looking up other countries or deciding like, hey, I think I'm gonna go there. So um, I think South and Central America are beautiful. We people just don't go or don't think about going there because um the countries aren't safe, you know. They're safe if you have family there, but yeah. they're not safe as a tourist. Um, that's one of the things that the president of El Salvador is trying to accomplish. He knows that they're like, it's Central America is beautiful. So what he's trying to do kind of like in Europe is connect a train so that people like tourists can just travel all of the countries through a train, you know, and hop on and hop off. And they could visit, but obviously the countries, the violence needs to go down dramatically and people need to start feeling safe. Um, Yeah, that's true. Because you go on vacation, you want to have a good time. You don't want to be worried about getting mugged. Like Daisy told us a story about her friend that went to Colombia. Remember when she said they got robbed, but they didn't get robbed in a way where it was like, hey, give me your money. It was like everything was set up and they ended up handing the money over to what they thought was like an officer because right before that, I think like they had somebody come up to them and then the officer came like they were protecting them and was like, we need to take you to the station to make sure you're safe. So I'm like, Colombia, a lot of people travel to Colombia. So when I heard that story, I was like, shook, like, whoa. And I'm like, I want to go to Colombia, but I want to go with a big group of friends. We can't all get bamboozled, you know? (laughs) And if you do, at least somebody's going to let you borrow money. (laughs) And actually, um, John, uh, Daisy's Daisy's man is Colombian. I dated a Colombian once. (laughs) Does that count? (laughs) 
I mean, maybe he still has family there where you're like, hey, you know me, you got me, we're good, I got my back. <laughs> right. I don't like, know. I'm going to make some calls, like Drake, I'm going <laughs> to, uh, yeah. So I did two other countries because they're not as in-depth as yours. You had like a personal researcher, a personal <laughs> scholar. <laughs> um but I did, I had, well, actually I did three, but I think I'm just going to do two. Um, the first one, tell me why my mom said I was saying it wrong. So Belize, I guess in Espanol is Belize. Did you know that? I did not know. No. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I guess it's Belize. I hope that in English it's Belize. <laughs> I think it might be in English Belize. So they were formerly known as British Honduras. Um, there was this whole like power of land. Um, I guess a lot of Guatemalans um, have a little bit of beef because they feel like the Belize part is part of Guatemala. But it's been hundreds of years, right? But they just feel like it's part of Guatemala. So Belize should belong to them. But Belize is so different than Guatemala. Like, I really wanted to do Belize because I'm saying it in English. <laughs> um, because it is beautiful. Like, the waters are blue. They have, like, the little huts like they do in Tahiti or they do in Bora Bora. It's, it's just, I, it's breathtaking to know that we have something so close Belize actually borders Mexican and Mexican Mexico and Guatemala. It's really close. Like it's closer than El Salvador. Um, so I just thought that I should highlight them. The main language is English. Um, I was looking for food because I noticed like what is their like dish, you know? Mm -hmm. And as I was doing my research, it was saying that they never really got um, an actual, like, like a main dish. Like, you know, like Salvadorians have like that one thing, like the pupusas, you know. They don't have like a main dish because actually they're very good with like having different cultures come to them, to Belize. Um, but if you Google like, like food, their main food is rice beans and platanos which makes sense usually in the islands that's kind of what they eat like the black rice um yeah black rice and the plantains so um let me see what else so um belize was first inhabited by the maya um and they were a very important part of the mayan empire uh, when the Spanish arrived in the 16th century, um, the Maya presence was barely felt. So that means that they probably had to leave. Uh, Great Britain colonized, declared Belize a colony. And then Belize finally in 1964, which is not that long ago, um, they, they pushed for independence. So um, I think it's amazing what they've done for tourism in a short time. Mm -hmm. They've, uh, they're Creole dominant, and I already said their language, main language was English. Um, but the funny thing is they have more in common with the Caribbean islands than the Spanish islands that are closer to them. And the weirder thing is that their main religion is Catholicism, which I didn't think. Um, 
but yeah, a lot of these countries in South and Central America, their main their main um, religion is Roman Catholic, wow. which is interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, I have a little bit of fun facts. Um, pero no los encuentro. Where did they go? I forgot to mention the food of Nicaragua. So um, oh, go for it. Um, so their traditional foods are gallo pinto it's like rice and beans they also have something called vigoron or yeah vigoron uh, yeah hold on yeah vigoron is cabbage salad with tomato lemon and salt sometimes with yuca chicharron uh quesillo is a tortilla with mild cheese pickled onion drenched in sour cream sauce Yes, it reminds me, it's not the same, like not even close, mm -hmm. but when I was a little girl, I was more like, I would eat like the way Salvadorians really ate, and we had a tortilla, and we would put sour cream on it, and con sal, <laughs> that's how I would eat it. We ha we'll have that too. I don't think it's just a Central American thing. Uh, but we have like this Central America cream. Ooh, that is so bomb. They sell it at the grocery store? I just bought some actually. No, I didn't end up buying Salvadorian sour cream, but I had bought things to make a tor to make tortas, like tortas de carne asada. Yeah. And I was uh I think Vallarta was stupid. Um the day that I met up with Jackie, so I was out there in Covina. So then on the way back I stopped by at one of those grocery stores. And I was looking because normally when we would make tortas growing up, my dad would buy a sour cream that was kind of yellowish. Mm -hmm. And I knew it wasn't the regular sour cream. So I didn't know which one it was. So when I was like, I was like looking at all the sour creams and it was like crema salvadoreña. There was like different types. So I got like crema mexicana, but it looked like it was that yellow color. So when I brought it over, my mom's like, ¿Por qué no la crema salvadoreña? And I'm like, oh, oh, that's what it is. Like, <laughs> like that's what I, we've been eating the whole time. But it's so bomb if you put the... Oh my god, I'm like salivating. If you put the Salvadorian sour cream on the torta and then you put like mm -hmm. masada, tomato, and lettuce, oh my goodness. Something about that sour cream, like I wouldn't put a regular white sour cream, like hell no. No, it's, it's, sour cream it's is good. So good. Or even with just tortilla chips and you just like eat it like that. Yeah, it's so bad for you, but so good. <laughs> Dairy, huh? Uh, yeah, so that's a quesillo. And it's drenched in a sour cream sauce, and that sounds bomb to me. And uh, rondon is a traditional plate with African roots. It's a caldo de pescado con cola de cerdo, yuca, and plátano. And um, bajo, which is carne, yuca, green plantain, cooked in a banana leaf. And lastly, nacatamales. Um, and that's like a big ass tamal um, <laughs> with yuca, arroz, nuez, carne, or puerco, and it's wrapped in a banana leaf. So we like, I know you're, you're like, wait, <laughs> a nakatamal, like to me, a nakatamal, I thought it was like a Salvadorian tamal, but now I know the difference. It's not, they're different. Like nakatamal is much bigger and it has much more things in there. And then you were telling me that you guys cook the stuff, the, yeah. the, the things that you put inside first, right? And then yeah. fill it and stuff. But yeah, I've never had a nakatamal, so uh, I will eventually. I've never had one either. And I've heard not so good stories about it because of the fact that it's raw, like everything gets cooked raw. But I mean, 
obviously they've been doing it for years and years and years. Obviously it gets cooked or everybody would get sick and they wouldn't do it, you know? Um, but yeah, I've never had it, but I'm just curious. And now I really want to have one, but I did hear that it's huge. Like it's share it. We can have yeah. one and share it. We just need to find a place to get it. But then what if it's like really good and we don't feel like sharing? <laughs> then we just get to <laughs> have to go on a mission to find another one. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have now just we'll go back to Belize and just like fun facts. Um, so I mentioned that Belize was like um is tolerant to different cultures. So they're a very peaceful country. So that's nice. And obviously, like, why would anybody be mad living in such a beautiful place? Like it makes sense, you know? It's like, do we go to war or do we lay on the beach? Like, I would lay on the beach, you know? Yeah. Like, let's be friends. Let's have, like, a course with cerveza yeah. Yeah. and be friends. <laughs> Another fun fact is that Belize does not have fad- fast food chains. So they don't have McDonald's, Burger King, Starbucks, KFC. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. I thought them fuckers were everywhere. I wonder if people from Belize or Belize are very healthy and slim and live longer because they're not eating like that crap yeah i didn't process crap yeah and then uh the last fun fact that i have is that um belizeans belizeans i don't know how to say that i wish i did um they avoid swimming on good friday it's a superstition because they think they'll turn into mermaids or more mermans <laughs> i would want to see, but you have to be a native i mean like if i went and swam on um good friday will i turn into a mermaid mermaids are myths that's crazy i know but the fact that they just don't go swimming that day i wonder if it's just the older people or it's like i don't know i think if you're raised thinking a certain way i think you believe it too wow (laughs) i like i'm all for it i want to see a mermaid you want to see a mermaid what okay a mermaid, a mermaid, they make it seem beautiful, but it's probably really um, nasty in real life. It's like the scales. Ew. I know, right? Yeah, no. Oh, I think they have made movies of mermaids being scary and not beautiful. Um, so maybe, but I mean, I don't know. I guess it's just, it's a myth. So, although I think I've seen a documentary, but um on shark week or something about mermaids and then people were really saying that they were real yeah you have to send it to me because i thought i watched everything there was on shark week this year (laughs) oh it wasn't this year i didn't watch shark week this year this was years ago and it was like a full-on like three-part episode of mermaids and a lot of people that have encountered mermaids um it seemed legit (laughs) i don't know but yeah i'm gonna have to look it up and I was looking at pictures of Belize when you were talking, and uh, it's much more beautiful than I thought. It's like crystal clear blue water, and I'm like looking at flights. It's like um, 400 something round trip, 480 round trip about. Yeah, it's very inexpensive. So um, I just, I mean, I know they get a lot of attention, a lot of tourist attention, obviously, like you can't hide how beautiful it is, but it would be nice to, you know, people to go through Belize, Guatemala, El Salvador, go up like on a train, you know, and just explore. Guatemala has like this place called Antiguas. 
Yeah. And mom describes it and says that it's beautiful. She's been there before. Yeah. These countries are just beautiful and they don't get the credit because they've, you know, it, the things that are happening in the, our countries are so overshadowed by crime and stuff that you can't see, um, you can't see how nice and natural they are, you know, yeah. um, except my, for Belize, you just can't hide it. It's just beautiful. It's so beautiful. Uh, my friend Yvonne, her family's from Guatemala and um, I've seen pictures like when she's gone to travel and that place that you just mentioned, it's beautiful. It looks like a body of water and then you see like a volcano in the background um, and where she was staying at her Airbnb, like she's drinking coffee out of like her wood deck. Oh my God, it's so freaking beautiful. But uh, she was telling me that right now they have travel restrictions. If you, you have to show your COVID negative test when you get to their airport or they will not let you in. Yeah, um, I think El Salvador is still have they still have their borders closed oh, really? so um they should be opening up this month and what they were doing anybody that was out on visa they booked them a hotel and they made them stay there whatever country wow. the UK the United States you weren't coming in so you needed to chill wow. and then um they would contact you and tell you are you okay to leave on this state and then they would obviously they want to go home so they're like yeah and then they make them quarantine but they were they had so much control um and still like at first they were probably the only country that had like zero cases mm -hmm. but our country sometimes don't have borders all around like why why would you really so people were going in through the sides with covid and then that's how people got sick oh i was like wait they didn't have any cases for a long time no because they had shut down the borders. They were like, nope, and everybody stay home. And everybody was like, this is a dictatorship. <laughs> but it helped, you know? And then now a lot of people are sick. Um, and obviously the countries are poor. They can't afford what the United States can, you know? I think if you're like in more of an isolated town, where even if people did get into El Salvador, but they're not coming into your little town and those people just stay in that little town, like no one's going to get it unless an outsider comes in. You know? That always happens. An outsider comes in, they're trying to help. And that was something that we were trying to avoid in El Salvador. Um, as you guys know, every month we go and give people rice, beans, just like not the necessities, but things that they can survive off of. And um, we have to be careful. We can't take our entire family, our cousins, to go drop that off. We can't gather all the elderly and take them to church like we normally did. Mm -hmm. So um, it has to be like one person delivering 125 little bags. Wow. And what happens if that one person is sick? Yeah, that's true. Have they been able to do that um, during the pandemic? Yeah, my mom's managed. She knows a few people. So I believe last month there was more than one person. Um, mm -hmm. When the pandemic first started, she used like, um, like the government went to go do like a, what is it? Like they went to go count everybody, mm -hmm. see how many people in these towns, you know, they don't know how many kids and stuff. They went to go do a census. Sorry, the word just wasn't coming to mind. Mm -hmm. 
And so when they went to go do the census, my mom just gave them all the little bags of rice and beans and stuff and mm-hmm. gave them the names and addresses because they have to go there anyways, you know? So yeah. they were killing two birds with one stone. Um, and on top of that, the government went and gave them extra things on top of what we got. So they scored. That's awesome. Well, hopefully things are better next year and your mom and yourself and your family can travel back to El Salvador. I know. You should come. I'm only going for four days. I would freaking love to. And like you said, like I can do other countries too. I think I can stop by. I'm like, swing. I'm going to swing by. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I would love to because I am dying to explore and travel and go somewhere. But uh, yeah. So I'm like, I was thinking like 2021 is going to be so good. I'm like, but I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to do a vision board because we did a vision board this year and this year was crap. And I'm like, I'm not going to jinx it next year. I'm not doing a vision board. I'm actually really excited because I'm turning 33 and um, that number I've been seeing everywhere. Like, and apparently it's like an angel. So when you see the number three and I've been seeing it everywhere, you know, it's been months and it's so significant that I even looked it up because I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why is this three following me? And your yeah. birthday is actually in 33, 33 days from today. Shut up. I just did the math. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. You see? So it's been something that I've kind of been looking forward to because that number has been very, very significant in the last months. And I was just like, okay, cool. <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, I think, let me just backtrack. I think I said I was going to do two countries, but um, Belisa is the only one that I'm going <laughs> to do because we ran out of time. Either they forgot or they're like, where's the other country? <laughs> yeah all right well this was fun um i'm I'm glad we did it and i hope uh people learned you guys learned something yes bye friends bye friends